certain events are usually excluded from discussion because a more complete picture of our world brings with it some dose of cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance, however, relies on one ardent, unwavering faith in some single concrete reality, which does not exist for any number of reasons, like the daily changing physical makeup of your brain, that truths are not mutually exclusive, and that there is always more to learn, all the time. Operation Northwoods, a policy of state-sponsored domestic terrorism against Americans by our own government, was narrowly avoided in 1962. JFK was our president from 61 to 63. Cuba managed to become an issue and stay an issue up until the current day, with U.S. economic sanctions still in place against Cuba 60 years later. Not an, oh no, the communists will take over, issue, but a, hey now, this South American leader isn't doing what we tell him to do, kind of issue. The bungled Bay of Pigs invasion in 1961 was an embarrassment and a catastrophe. We lost our proxy battle almost immediately, all our proxy troops, and even lost four American soldiers, two bombers, and two ships to a war that we hadn't officially begun. The American public was against any further military involvement with Cuba. But where there's a covert will, there's a way. To counter anti-war sentiment, the American Joint Chiefs of Staff, the most decorated senior veterans of the Department of Defense, decided that a good way to get Americans ready to go to war would be to use the American military to attack Americans and American property and point the finger at Cuba. The Joint Chiefs recommended that these pretexts would be effective in getting us into the war the DoD was so hyped up on. So a plan was put together, agreed upon by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, signed by the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Lyman Lemnitzer, and submitted for approval to John F. Kennedy. The top-secret document, submitted to Kennedy, that detailed the ways Operation Northwoods could be implemented was called, quote, Justification for U.S. Military Intervention in Cuba, T.S., end quote. The cover page lists five statements. Quote, One, the Joint Chiefs of Staff have considered pretexts which would provide justification for U.S. military intervention in Cuba. 2. The Joint Chiefs of Staff recommend that the proposed memorandum be forwarded as a preliminary submission suitable for planning purposes. Individual projects can then be considered on a case-by-case -case basis. 3. Responsibility for both overt and covert military operations be assigned to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. 4. The plan should be so time-phased that projects would be operable within the next few months. And 5. The ultimate objective is overt military intervention. End quote. The following ideas are the proposed, quote, overt and covert military operations, end quote, that the American Joint Chiefs of Staff suggested would raise public outrage against Cuba, according to this declassified memorandum. Start rumors. Pretend to have captured Cuban saboteurs. Start riots. Blow up American munitions. Burn American aircraft. Lob mortar at American military bases. 
light American ships on fire, sink American ships, conduct fake funerals, blow up American ships or drone vessels, sink a Cuban passenger ship, modify American jets to look like Russian jets and harass American aircraft, hijack American aircraft and say the Cubans did it, paint an American airplane to be flown to Cuba and pretend it was being attacked by Cubans, or maybe have a U.S. jet pretend to be shot down and scatter jet parts around where it was supposed to have crashed while it was secreted away somewhere else. Kennedy removed from office the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Lyman Lemnitzer, whose signature is there on the front page, after rejecting his proposal to enact American state-sponsored domestic terrorism. Phew. The following year, Lemnitzer was made the supreme allied commander of NATO. Darn. Now, let's address some relevant FAQs. Is this false flag conspiracy real? Yes. The document was signed, it was reviewed by several commissions multiple times over the years, and publicly declassified in 1992 and disclosed in 2001. You can review this same official document yourself, linked in the description. A false flag operation isn't always a direct attack on an asset by the owner of the asset. A false flag operation refers to the misrepresentation of responsibility for an event in order to provoke an outcome that usually benefits the primary actor. It might be the false account of a second attack on the USS Maddox to justify limitless executive power to extend the Vietnam War. A second attack which Robert McNamara, the Secretary of Defense at the time, has confirmed never happened. Or it could be CIA operatives pretending to be Iranian communists and bombing prominent Iranians to garner sufficient pretext to prove how unstable the Iranian government was. Can this memorandum be justified by some sort of credible and critical threat to the U.S.? There is no evidence of a credible threat to the U.S. in this document. Given that the title refers to justification, the word pretext is used six times in the 15-page memo. There is this quoted statement under the discussion section of the memorandum, quote, World opinion and the United Nations Forum should be favorably affected by developing the international image of the Cuban government as rash and irresponsible, and as an alarming and unpredictable threat, end quote. And no potential threats to the U.S. are mentioned anywhere in the document, while well, the ultimate objective is, quote, overt military intervention, end quote. All the evidence indicates that the purpose of this plan was to manufacture a reason for the U.S. to invade Cuba. How credible were these false flag attacks? Were they really going to happen? The effect of minor false flag operations have been unspeakably vast and have affected millions of lives. Do you see torpedo boats on that radar? No, there's nothing out here at all. I hear yes, right up that report. The fabricated second attack on the USS Maddox resulted in the passing of the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution, indefinitely granting U.S. presidents the ability to stay in the Vietnam War as long as they wanted and commit as many resources to the war as they wished, which turned out to be 20 years 168 billion dollars, 
and 58,220 American lives. Senator Morse made a prescient statement during the Senate debate to approve the Gulf of Tonkin resolution. Quote, Within the next century, future generations will look with dismay and great disappointment upon a Congress which is now about to make such a historic mistake. End quote. With regard to Operation Northwoods, the Joint Chiefs of Staff had agreed on the reasons for, the methods of, and the timeline of multiple domestic terror campaigns in line with the sentiment that their, quote, ultimate objective is overt military intervention, end quote. With respect to the historical context of the prevalence and useful pretexts of other false flag operations enacted by the U.S. and many other governments throughout history and into the current day, it is very likely that had Kennedy accepted this proposal rather than rejecting it, the attacks would have been carried out, as similar attacks have been carried out before. Would they really kill American civilians? Is the execution of American citizens explicitly recommended in this memo? No. Is it implicitly recommended? Oh yeah. We can look at pretext 3. In pretext 3b, it is stated that, quote, we could blow up a drone, unmanned, vessel anywhere in the Cuban waters, end quote. Right above that, 3a states, quote, we could blow up a U.S. ship in Guantanamo Bay and blame Cuba, end quote. There is no mention of this ship, not drone, being unmanned. In this memo, some less violent scenarios account for the safety of American military personnel carrying out operations. While the explosions and other greater destructions of sea and aircraft do not. This distinction does not seem like an oversight, given that unmanned drones are specified at times and U.S. ships specified at other times. It's also important to correlate that the Joint Chiefs of Staff explicitly agreed that, quote, we could sink a boatload of Cubans en route to Florida, real or simulated, end quote. So it isn't like they have qualms about murdering at least non-American civilians. But what about American civilians specifically? Well, we know that the National Guard accidentally killed four Americans at Kent State. Then there was 16-year-old Abdul Rahman Al-Alaki, the American son of a suspected terrorist who was accidentally killed by a drone strike in 2011. Six years later, his eight-year-old sister, Nawar Alalaki, was accidentally killed by SEAL Team 6. Accidents. Relative to most deliberate and overt military actions, training or contrived scenarios are, surprisingly, more dangerous. In 2017, it was reported that almost four times as many American soldiers died in training scenarios than in combat. Accidents. So, in the event that a ship or airliner was contrived to be blown up near Americans, accidents of one kind or another are waiting to happen, especially when executing a complex plan, such as pretext number eight from the Northwoods Memo, where they could, quote, create an incident which will demonstrate convincingly that a Cuban aircraft has attacked and shot down a chartered civil airliner from the United States. The passengers could be a group of college students, 
or any grouping of persons with a common interest to support chartering a non-scheduled flight, end quote. Attacking Americans in order to manufacture a righteous revenge that the international community will laud the American military for is awful, and, until you read this memo, you might have thought preposterous. But this plan was put together and approved by an organized and sanctioned collective of the highest U.S. military authorities in the United States at the time. This is one of those events in American history that we should all be aware of as context for our principles and values as Americans, as well as our awareness of our military and the offices, institutions, and agencies that direct it. This planning session, by our most authoritative and trusted military officials, to attack Americans and American property, happened and was kept secret from the American public for 30 years. These things happen, and they happen all the time. <laughs>